Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Rooted Podcast. My name is Rob Harlemert. I'm uh, the host of this podcast, and we meet almost every Wednesday for the sole purpose of making sure we're rooted in Scripture. We believe that if we read Scripture and we view the world through Scripture, we make decisions through Scripture, everything is rooted in Scripture, then we will live a life that is that is and looks like our Lord Jesus Christ. And we are going through just different parts of what it looks like to be a Christian, what it looks like to be the church. And we've, we've been doing this series, we've been doing this topic for a while now, and there's something that happened in our, our nation uh, yesterday that was uh, the day that we vote. And a lot of people came out it's the, in in my area it seemed like there was i don't know if it was a record day but the lines were crazy it, i voted at like two o'clock and it took me an hour and a half to get through the line in order to vote <clears throat> in order to vote and it was it was just crazy which was which was really cool to see i got to the cool thing about living in a small town is i was in line with with a couple that i went to church with for like six years and we got to catch up and i saw some other people in the line that I hadn't seen in a while and it was it was a good time i i enjoyed my hour and a half that i was in line whenever i saw the line i was like oh man this is going to be me and my cell phone i guess for a really long time and it, it actually ended up being a a really good time of, of fellowship um and conversation but what i want to talk about today and we've we've been talking about this in our church for a little bit is did your vote count like did your did what you did yesterday if you voted did it count and this is a hard conversation and a lot of people might think that we're going in a certain direction but i i promise you that we're not going in that direction did your vote count do you do you really believe that what you did yesterday made a difference and I think we need to view uh, this question that we ask all the time, that people ask all the time, through the lens of Scripture. And one thing that Jesus did, which is a very, very popular sermon, a very, very popular topic, a very popular sermon series that, that churches like to do on top of this, is he did a sermon that was completely mind-blowing to the Jewish people. And we get a lot of the way that we are supposed to act as a Christian through this sermon, which is the Sermon on the Mount. So it, it it's in multiple places, but the one that we're going to look at today is in Matthew 6. This is the second half of the Sermon on the Mount. The first one is in Matthew 5, um, and it starts with the Beatitudes, and then it kind of goes through like the second half of the Ten Commandments, and he gives a whole new light for that. And basically what Jesus is trying to do in the Sermon on the Mount is take Jewish teaching and elevate it to the standard at which God wants it to be. And he's going through all these hot topics over and over again. But in Matthew 6, the second half of this, there's this theme that we see, and it's this, this theme of reward. Are we supposed to receive any reward on this earth versus the reward in heaven? 
And he gives kind of two examples with this. He, he talks about giving to the needy and prayer, or three, prayer and fasting, and what we're supposed to do with those things. And the tagline through all of this is, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. And then he says the same thing with prayer. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. And then he goes on with, the, with fasting. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they um, disfigure their faces to show others that they're fasting. And there's this, there's this way of being a Christian that matters. And I think that's really important for us to, to understand and realize during every season. That when I ask, did your vote count? What, I'm, what, what, what a Christian should really be thinking is, what did I do? How did I do it? And did it fall under the standards of what Jesus was talking about in and on the Sermon on the Mount? Because what we need to understand is everything that we do matters. Absolutely everything. Now, the outcome we cannot control a lot of the time. But everything that, that we do matters, and, and how we do things extremely matters. It really does. I mean, the first thing that Jesus talks about in Matthew 6 is giving to the needy, and I talked about this on Sunday and, and how, how many people and how many Christians and how many churches do you see that give to the needy, which is something we all should do and something that's very, very important. But you see that the people in the churches choose the reward of the celebration of people on this earth rather than the reward that God is trying to give the church or trying to push the church and Christians towards. Like, how many times do we... We just naturally be, we are Christians. We naturally give to the needy. And instead of doing it in silence and just doing it because we're supposed to, we turn around and we take a selfie with it. We post it on Facebook. Look what, what we did. What, look what we did. The churches post it on Facebook. They, they talk about it on Sunday mornings. They try to get applause. There's, there's lead ministers that are trying to boost their ego by the accomplishments that the church is doing. Instead of just doing those things because that's what scripture tells you to do. Like everything we do matters. Giving to the needy matters. But what is also very, very important is how we do things really, really matters. Like it really matters what's in our heart. It really matters how we think. It really matters what we do in public. And it really matters what we do in private. It matters what we can do with the things that we can control. Everything matters. And what Jesus is trying to accomplish in this is saying you can't just do things. You can't just go about doing things as a good Jew or a good Christian. Because how you do them it matters just as much as doing it in the first place. And what I want, I think what, what Jesus is trying to, trying to share here is the heart behind everything that we do 
and the outcome that we want to have and receive really, really matters. Like, are we, are we giving to the needy because we want to receive praise from people? Are we giving to the needy because we want to be viewed as good in other people's eyes? Are we praying in front of people the way that we pray because we want to be viewed as a good prayer, as a godly person, as a good church leader? Do we want to be viewed as somebody who goes through life praying these great prayers or fasting? Are we, are we, are we going throughout fasting because we want other people to see that we are trying to live a life of spiritual discipline? Are we trying to get the praise of the people? Like, like giving to the needy, prayer, and fasting are all important, but it really reduces the importance if we're trying to receive the praise of the people. So my, que- my original question, did your vote count? Did it, did it count in the, in the eyes of God? Did you, did you vote to receive the praise of, of the people around you? Did you vote because everybody else was going in a certain direction and you didn't want to miss out on the conversations and the fellowship that involved how you voted? Or did you view the way that you voted through the lens of Scripture? And you, do it, you did it and you made decisions on what you could control based on Jesus and nothing else. Because what we do and how we do things, what, what we try to control in our life is we try to receive two things. We try to receive praise and elevate ourselves and try to make ourselves feel good for the decisions that we made. And we try to justify every single decision by saying, I'm a good person because I did this. And the second thing that we try to do is we try to make decisions and we try to do things trying to receive comfort in our life. And that's the two driving forces of how we're supposed to live our life through the lens of this world. But what Jesus and what we see here at the end where he talks about prayer, fasting, receiving treasures in heaven, and at the very end of this, he talks about how we're not supposed to worry, which blows this entire mindset absolutely out of the water how the way that we do things and the way that we view things and the way that we try to push things forward in our life on this earth matters more in the fact that we try to receive praise and look good and try to receive comfort. But when we we see this, it seems that we're supposed to do all of these things because Jesus said we're supposed to, and we're not supposed to worry about the things of this world. Like we're not supposed to worry about our life. We're not supposed to worry about where we're going to eat. We're not supposed to worry about how people view us. We're not supposed to, to let our minds be consumed by being enslaved by how people view us. But we're supposed to be free of that and follow the will of God. It's crazy to think about that when you are loving your enemies, 
giving to the needy, when you're praying, and when you're fasting, and the list can go on and on and on, it's crazy to me that you can be enslaved by these things through the lens of the world instead of being freed by these things by looking through the lens of Scripture. Because if you're enslaved by this world and how people view you, if you're enslaved by trying to, re- by trying to receive praise from your peers or try to be, a, be viewed as a good person or try to receive comfort, giving to the needy looks a lot different. Prayer looks a lot different. Fasting looks a lot different. How you, how you talk to other people looks a lot different. How you do everything in your life looks a lot different if you view everything through the lens of trying to be a staple on this earth or try to receive praise on this earth. And what, what Jesus says, and we see it right in the beginning of, of uh, chapter 6, is Jesus says that if you announce it like trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others, truly I tell you, they have received their full reward. That if you try to do things for comfort and you try to do the things to receive praise from your peers or praise in any kind from this earth, that's as good as it's going to get. You're not going to get anything else. God's not going to say, good job for doing that. I'm so, I'm, I'm, God's not going to look upon you as a proud servant of Jesus Christ because you already received your reward. You're not going to get anything else. It's not going to go much further than that. And the hardest thing about receiving praise from your peers is it runs out. It doesn't last forever. Like you can't just do one really good thing. You can't just give to the needy one time and then receive praise from your friends. And then that feeling of being praised by your friends and the, the way that the world views you is not going to last forever. Like people forget. You forget. If you, and especially if you do one bad thing and then everybody's view just completely changes of you. Like you can be viewed as a great person one minute and then say one poor thing in a moment of weakness and everything just falls away. Everything falls away. But there's an opposite side to that. That receiving the praise and the reward of God we see in Scripture lasts for eternity. It doesn't go away. It doesn't fade away. That, that our Heavenly Father is in the business of things that last forever and not of things that just last for a short time. That's the reason he sent his son down was because he wanted the relationship for eternity. He didn't want us to just be here for a short while and then fade away like dust. He wanted it to last forever. And I think, you know, Jesus is trying to explain that to the people. He wants these Jewish people 
to be set up for success. So he says, look, the standard of all of these things needs to be under the standard of God and not under the standard of your peers. Like, don't look to your peers and say, did I do a good job? Look at scripture and look at what God says and say, did I do a good job? So when, I, when, I, when we look at our, our voting, we look at our government, and when we look at the things we can control, we need to, we need to repeat that in our mind and say, did I, good, did I do a good job? Did my actions yesterday, did my actions today, are they going to last for eternity? Or are they just going to last for a little while and then fade away like dust? Where it's really exciting just for a moment, but you know, tomorrow it's, it's probably just going to go away. And then I'm just going to have to look for some other way to elevate myself to, so that everybody else can, can view me as a good person. I, I say all the time, um, on Sundays and when I'm doing discipleship and when I'm with my friends and when people are trying to make hard decisions, I always tell them, you know, do what is right, not what's easy. Because a lot of the time doing something that's easy will receive, you'll receive that reward on this earth. But doing something that is difficult, a lot of the time goes against what the world is trying to push you to do. Like it's difficult to vote for or against something that the rest of the world tells you that is wrong. It's difficult because you have to put yourself in a position that if somebody else finds out what you did or what you believe or what you say, that you might be excommunicated from, from your current, from your current circle. And that's difficult. That's not easy. It's not easy to lose the respect of your friends or your peers. It's not easy to lose uh, friends and family. It's not easy to do that. It's not easy to be looked upon at your work as this Bible thumper and nobody really wants to talk to you because they think you're going to judge them. Like it's, that is not easy. Even though you're, that's not what you're doing, that's just how people are going to view you. If, you. if you go about everything in a certain way, which is viewing your decisions through the lens of Jesus and viewing your lens through the decisions of Jesus and the scripture of Jesus, rather than what is going to get me the most likes on social media, what is get, going to get me the most attention in the view of my peers? How do I put myself in a situation that I receive comfort and, I, and I, when I walk into certain rooms, I feel comfortable and not uncomfortable. Those are two completely different things in our life. So I'm going to end with this. And I really want you to think about this. Is, did your vote count yesterday? And I can't answer that for you. I can't. That is an individual decision that you and, and, and Jesus need to come to a understanding of through the lens of scripture and nothing else. Because everything that we do matters and how we do things matter.
How we view people matters. How we talk about people matters. How we talk about people behind their back matters. How we think, what we do in public, what we do in private. Everything that we can control matters. And how we do it matters. Now the outcome might not come out the way that you want, but you know that how you did it needs to be of something of Jesus and not of something of elevating yourself. I love this, this scripture of Sermon on the Mount because you, you see the Jewish people kind of open up their minds and their eyes to something that was so close, but it probably felt so far away for so long that for 400 years before Jesus taught this, they had been following something that was, that was the truth, but just slightly off for so long. That when you see things about adultery and divorce and the scripture of an eye and an eye and how to love your neighbor and how to the fulfillment of the law and murder and how to give to the needy and, and to prayer and to fasting, how to not judge others, what does that look like? Like all of these things are in this Jewish teaching and they've been taught for so, so long, but it was just, they're, they were following something that was just slightly not right. And you see Jesus just, just take it and elevate it and say, look, you were close, but this is what God really wants. And I, and I think, I think Christians were close. I think some of us are spot on. I think some churches, probably, probably the majority of churches actually are spot on. But the ones that are the loudest, as we see in Scripture, the ones that receive the most praise are just, they're so close. Now, some that receive a lot of praise and a lot of, a lot of attention, they are spot on. But some are just so close. That yes, giving to the needy is important, but how you give to the needy matters just as much. For you, you know, how you, how you pray really matters. Prayer matters is very, very important. You should just do it. But how you pray matters just as much. You know, how you vote matters or voting matters, but how you vote probably matters more. It really does. Is so important. How you treat your spouse or treating your spouse and being around your spouse is important, giving your spouse some attention, but how you do it matters just as much. Being around your kids matters, but how you're, how you're acting around your kids probably matters more. Showing up to your job really matters, but how you do your job matters more. So as we go throughout our day, you know, doing the right thing, showing up is important, but how you do it probably matters more. So as you go throughout your day, throughout your week, as you worship on Sundays, showing up matters so much. That is the first step. And when you don't want to do something, you just need to do it in hopes that your heart shows up too, in hopes that your heart follows. So that how you do it, how you do it matters. 
I'm going to pray for our time together. I'm going to pray for our, our gathering times. I'm going to pray for our families. I'm going to pray for our churches. That as we go throughout the rest of the year, as we go through our time of Thanksgiving, through our time of Advent, through the Christmas season, all the way to Easter, that we do it through the lens of Jesus. And how we celebrate those things and how we show up matters so much. And I pray that we do it because we're supposed to, and we do it in the way that lasts for eternity and not something that just lasts for just a moment on this earth. So let me pray for that real quick. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to pray for our minds and our hearts and our actions during these seasons that are coming up. That showing up and doing the right thing is very, very important, but how we do them, we see matters just as much or maybe even more. And I pray that how we do this lasts for eternity and not just for a moment. That when we show up to see our friends, showing up to see our friends is important, but how we, how we act around them matters so much. That when we're around our family and around our kids and when we're at church and when we're at our jobs and when we show up to do certain things, just showing up is the most important is, is, a, is an important thing. But how we act and how we show up and how we do those things, I pray last for eternity. I pray we do it to store up treasure within you that lasts for eternity and not just things that will just fade away on this earth. I pray that's our motivation through all of this. God, thank you so much for the example of Jesus, the teaching of Jesus and the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus so that we can receive the Holy Spirit that, so that he can guide us through all of these things. God, I pray that the Holy Spirit pushes us and guides us towards things of you and not of things of us. That we don't chase the things that people want us to do or the comfort that we want, but we chase things of you and your son. God, you are so good. And I ask this on your son's name. Amen.